Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here with my co-host, Donna Lee. The board-certified co-host, Donna Certifiable. Lee. You like to say that. And the seventh funniest mom in America. Thanks to Circa Nikki Knight. Circa 2000 and... Whatever. Yeah, it was actually. Four now. <laughs> it's okay. It's been a minute. There's a lot of laurels that we all rest on, trust See, that's me. That's right. Trust me. I'm still funny. That's right. <laughs> been uh, giving this show uh, or you know, providing this show for uh, almost seven months now. I know. It's flown by. We really enjoyed it. Uh, really appreciate all the listener engagement. You think uh, KLBJ is going to hire us like, I, to stay I, on forever? I'm, I'm hoping to be talent one day. I told you that, right? Like, <laughs> yes. I can't wait till this show is picked up nationally and syndicated. Okay. But to make that happen, we need some listeners on the podcast. <laughs> if you are interested in, and if this in is the first time you're show. listening and if you want to continue the show, I don't think this show is in any danger. I would tell you that 60% of the patients that come through our office mention the show or some way or have heard really? about it or that something high. and uh, whether they've heard it or know that it it's exists not the posters in that i have in the lobby <laughs> that might that might be <laughs> something's helping and we love having our friends on to talk about things so uh, you know big thanks to dr white to talk about topics that they're really passionate about we really do kind of potentially bias our show towards surgeons um <laughs> that's because as a urologist uh, i am a surgeon i think all, I, your only friends are surgeons i train with all of them <laughs> you know uh, yeah, I, I think that my friends if you took out the surgeons and the home builders you'd yeah. have you'd have very few left <laughs> i don't think we really appreciate all your comments and questions mm-hmm. we love answering them too so uh donna uh, why don't you go through some questions that people may have sent yep. us one it was a little bit vague but i can tell this person's probably a new listener um dr mystery i'm getting up at night to pee a lot and the only thing my urologist could think of to do is a cystoscopy i was wondering if you knew of any other procedures that's a great question yeah. so there's diagnostic and there's treatment procedures if you are getting up at night frequently to urinate let me make sure i define that that's usually cons- a subjective thing so it's whether you think you're getting up too much at night if you're if you're downing a gallon of iced tea <laughs> in front of the television right before bed and you're having to get up twice <laughs> then that's not a that's, that's not a that's not necessarily a surprise right? right but and but those guys usually don't come to us for any treatment because mm-hmm. they realize that they're Nighttime hydration is a big component of what's going on. So then you have another subset of patients who are getting up and urinating frequently, but with very little urine. So they get up and they pee and they're like, man, that wasn't even worth getting up. So that's just nocturia or nighttime urination frequency. Mm -hmm. That can be due to an overactive bladder. It can be due to BPH or an enlarged prostate. And it can be due to poor sleeping habits. So in terms of what we do in terms of the evaluation for people who have frequent urination that's low volume, first of all, we check it. So we give you a urinal at night. You just pick a random couple nights. You Mm -hmm. tell me how much you pee every time you get up to pee because you peed in the urinal and Mm -hmm. you write it down. And that tells me whether I think you actually needed to pee or you were getting a false sensation of urinating. So in terms of diagnostic testing, we can do, again, that urine volume at night. In some patients, measuring your prostate with an ultrasound is some value. And in some patients, doing a, what's called a urodynamics or a bladder function study is, is, is helpful. But usually what we'll do at that point is if we think it's overactive bladder, we'll just trial you on an overactive bladder medicine. Now, a lot of those have side effects. The one that we use most commonly is called Mirabetric. It's a medicine that has the fewest side effects of dry mouth or constipation. It does have the potential side effect of raising your blood pressure, but not usually. Uh, and it's not something that we see routinely. Um, there are stronger ones. Uh, we have samples of a lot of these in the office. So usually we can get away with the sample. If that doesn't work, then we might try something to help you sleep better, especially if you think that could be 
the problem, especially if you think you're getting up because you're not sleeping well and then peeing because you're up. That's mm -hmm. different. There's another class of patients who, when they get up to pee at night, are making lots of urine. We call that polyuria. Mm -hmm. So if you get up, you had to pee 10 ounces. Mm -hmm. then you really had to go pee. Like that was, that was a true need to get up and go pee. And so that's a different kind of patient. Why are you making so much urine at night is our main question. Mm -hmm. Right. Because biologically, we as humans actually make less urine at night. We have a special hormone that's released that actually makes us, that our kidneys produce less urine. Mm -hmm. And the way I like to think about it is like when we were cavemen, you know, and mm -hmm. it was nighttime. You just peed all over the wall. And you had to go pee outside the cave and some saber-toothed tire was going to come eat you. <laughs> you didn't want that. So so our body really or, 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 you know, some people think that we didn't, we, we didn't, we weren't in the caves, that we somewhere, how we're in trees, I guess. You don't want to have to come down from the tree. Although you could just pee off the tree. Are those the same people that think the earth is flat? But they probably still had wives back then, and they wouldn't let you pee in the cave or off a tree. you got to go to the bathroom and pee like a human. I told you, get out of my get tree. Get out of my tree. That's why I think that we biologically or evolutionarily have developed this system. If that system's not working, then you could be overhydrating after a certain time, or you could be experiencing something called over or obstructive sleep apnea. We've talked about that quite a bit of time. So mm -hmm. if you are not oxygenating well at night, uh, and that's what obstructive sleep apnea does, you won't won't release that hormone and you won't and you'll make too much urine at night a, a lot of times patients with polyuria are patients that we will attest for sleep apnea and we actually have medicines we can give you that hormone called mm -hmm. ddavp or mm -hmm. desmopressin we give you that hormone before bed and you make less urine at night now that medicine can cause diminished sodium levels and if you ever had a kid that was a bedwetter we we would have used ddabp in that kid in many cases that may be something that you've kind of come across in the past mm -hmm. but absolutely if you're getting up at night too frequently to urinate please let us know we need to make sure you're emptying your bladder we need to see how much urine you're actually producing at night put you through the gauntlet of tests the routine and and we have great success whether it be pelvic floor physical therapy whether it be medications mm -hmm. whether it be changing your habits whether it be an idea whether something you're eating, especially during dinner, is causing bladder irritation. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a multifaceted, multidisciplinary approach to you. Gotcha. Um, super answer, Dr. Mystery. Thank you. <laughs> it's like you're a little doctor. It's almost like I do this uh, for a living. <laughs> we haven't had a good old-fashioned kidney stone question in a while. Nice. So you ready? Dr. Mystery, I've had a kidney stone that's been unobtrusive and located in the same place for over five years. My urologist has tried to break it up with a sonogram, but unsuccessful. I understand the dangers of waiting if it starts to move and causing discomfort, but is there a school of thought that would recommend leaving it alone in the hopes that it does not become a problem until death? For sure. First, so we, have to, we have to wonder, why didn't breaking it up work? Right. Number one is, it might not really be a kidney stone. <gasps> Ooh. It might like look like a kidney stone on X-ray, wow. but sometimes parts of the kidney can actually become calcified, but not in the, not being a free-floating kidney stone. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you keep busting it up with shockwave from the outside, but there's nothing to bust up. It's just bu bust, trying to bust up tissue. Another reason it could not be breaking up is it could be uh, in a location where it's trapped mm -hmm. and it can't come out anyway. Oh. So you can't do anything about it anyway. Right. Um, so those are two reasons why shockwave may not work, especially if it's been tried more than once. Mm -hmm. So let's say that's not the case. Let's say you really do have a free-floating kidney stone, and it's in a location that hasn't changed, and it hasn't gotten any bigger, and you don't want to do anything about it. Well, there's certainly a school of thought. It's the 
let's just see what happens though. <laughs> and if you are a, if you, if, but if you travel frequently or you're going to have a kid that's going to get married in the next few years <laughs> or you're going to have any kind of important thing or if you're a pilot or if you are somebody that can't afford to be down yeah. or are going to be in a position where you're not going to be near medical care mm-hmm. routinely throughout your life, then it's kind of like a time bomb that you're waiting for. Oh. So that's what I would say. I'd say the school of thought really has to be based upon how accommodating is your life if you all of a sudden had to go to the emergency room and take care of pain from a stone. Right. Also, the size matters. If the size is over 7 millimeters, then the likelihood of it passing spontaneously is low. And so all you're really doing is asking for a time in which you're going to need surgery later. And isn't it better to, if you're going to need surgery to do it on your schedule at your time to go get it taken care of on, mm-hmm. you know, on your terms as right. opposed to in the middle of the night some night. So if it's uh, over 7 millimeters or if you have a, a lifestyle that's not going to accommodate an emergency like that mm-hmm. very well, then I certainly <laughs> would recommend taking care of it. But no matter what you do about it, you should take steps to keep it from getting bigger. So in our practice, what we do is called a 24-hour urine um, test that determines your stone risk. We do it in combination with blood tests, and we can actually stratify your risk of that stone getting bigger or developing a new stone. And then we can recommend specific things for you. Mm-hmm. Should you drink more water? Do you need to ex- consume less calcium? Do you need to consume less oxalate? Then we have a nutritionist on staff who's going to take that data and just let you know what's going on, what mm-hmm. supplements are the best, what potassium citrate uh, we like to use. We love to use this thing called KSP tabs, mm-hmm. developed by a competitor of ours, actually, mm-hmm. but we still love it. It's a very good, very good product. <laughs> KSP tabs. And so um, uh, to, to keep your citrate levels up, and uh, that's what we do. So uh, no matter what you decide, there is an active role you get to play in keeping yourself out of trouble. A good way to think of it. I never thought about it that very way. Good, You're very so good. smart. Well, thanks a lot for joining us today, Thank everybody. You. My favorite friends episode. Google it, everybody. It's Joey when he finds out he's getting he has a kidney stone. Oh no! So and, he, and then the other one gives birth to a baby the same episode. Yes, right? it's such a great episode. Yeah. Anyway, you tell can call me us. how I got a hold of five one two two three eight zero seven six two. Visit our website armormenshealth.com, and you can also email us at armormenshealth at gmail.com. Have a wonderful rest of your Saturday. Have a wonderful Bye. weekend. The Armor Men's Health Hour is brought to you by Urology Specialists of Austin. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.